no chance. No chance, we back with another banger episode. As always, it's your host Ryder, coming through with a new alias and some new special guests on season three of the No Chance Show. Now this week, I'm not alone. I got an old friend and resident of the pod, Priscilla, who we call P, with me today to talk through her love of the great outdoors, Japanese and Scandinavian design, and this newfound connection with outdoor lifestyle brands like Arcteryx and Gramichi. So let's get into it. P, say what's up to the people. Hi guys, um, my alias is now Nate 2.0. Um... <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Nate, we miss you and love you. We hope, we wish you were here. Uh, we'll have future episodes uh, coming down the pipe, but you know, I wanted to have this convo with P. P I, when did I hit you up about this? Maybe like two weeks ago? I think two and weeks I was ago, like, yeah. No. There's been something on my mind. I've been wanting to talk about <laughs> fucking streetwear and just life in general. And I think there's a good conversation that we have, like, especially because, I mean, what do we, we started like season two back in the day together. I don't even remember what we talked about. <laughs> I don't that, either, so. honestly. <laughs> but regardless, it was a good fucking time. And I, and I miss it, man. I, I miss talking about streetwear and just having these conversations with you guys. And I really, really wanted to say, like, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for fucking with us since day one. We had a lot to think about in terms of where we really wanted to take this podcast and what we wanted this podcast to be, you know? Like, originally it started off simply as the three of us talking in a shitty marketing office about clothing and streetwear. And now it's kind of blossomed into this sort of like, we're almost like the like an encyclopedia of <laughs> knowledge and talking about all the brands and all these different things. But, you know, as as we've seen in the past, how many years would you say, P, the past two years, probably like even before like yeah. quarantine started, clothing, streetwear, all that shit has slowed down mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. and all the news surrounding all the like collaborations and all the brand news and all these acquisitions have been flowing down so it's like okay what do we what do we talk about <laughs> now you know what the fuck is there to talk about and realistically i think the number one thing it comes back to is that first conversation we had in that shitty marketing office which was about clothing and life and i think it literally is, and it, and even though you know you and uh, and Nate were literally <laughs> butting heads the, throughout the entire conversation, um, I think it's great to kind of bring this podcast back to its roots and really just start by asking each other, like you know, what have you been up to? What the fuck is new? P, I haven't <laughs> talked to you on the pod in over a year and in person probably longer than that. <laughs> so it's like. How are things with you? Things are good. Um, I can't complain. Um, I mean, just trying to stay healthy. Uh, you know, that oh, Marion can't get me. Um, <laughs> I got this ice spice. I did he sing that song. Am I singing? Okay. He sings both. He sang both of those songs. Um, but I'm good. I'm just here. Um, just, just living life, you know? Been streaming on Twitch, playing video games. Is like, I've turned something that I love to do. Just like, I get to hang out with my friends at the same time. Um, and just been working. 
You've been streaming more than we have been streaming, <laughs> like any of these episodes. Like you're literally on Twitch, like at all hours of the night. Like when I'm watching, when I'm on Twitch, like watching like Warzone streamers and shit, like I'll still see you on after I watch like a six to eight hour stream. I'm like, what the fuck is P doing streaming still? And then so have you just funny. found like this new newfound passion of just like yeah. games and streaming? Well, like I've always gamed since I was like in like freaking like elementary middle school because of my brother and like me and my brother are really close in age so like yeah. my parents would always be working when we were younger so that's just how i got into video games because me and my brother were always together always home alone mm. and always together and so that's just how i got into video games this is like that's how me and my brother kind of like we just hung out we just played video games we just hang out um but then like my brother would always tell me like oh you should stream so you should stream like you should you're a girl, people will watch you, you know, you play video games, you're funny, whatever. <laughs> and then I, I, he's been telling me that for years. Like, I could have probably started streaming, like, years ago, but I had never had the right. confidence to do it. I was always afraid because of being a girl. Like, people will tell you, oh, you'll... Really? Yeah, because, like, people were like, oh, you'll watch you because you're a girl, but then it's kind of, like, it's also scary because it's such, like, a... I feel like Twitch, I mean, it's getting a lot better, but like right. playing video games like and being on Twitch, like it's such an easy access as a girl to also get bullied because people right. are like, oh, it's a girl. People, There's also people who are like, oh, it's a girl. Like she doesn't know how to play video games or she doesn't like, you know, she's whatever. So it's like you'll get either like people who really support you or get people who just like really hate you. <laughs> yeah, it seems pretty polarizing. I think when I had first discovered Twitch, uh, maybe like a year and a half ago, like and started like viewing streamers pretty heavily. Like some of the coolest streamers uh, were were girls, and some of the best like Warzone or you know Fortnite players were were girls, and they were like the, more, the most entertaining. And um, one one of the uh, the outlets which I think Twitch has gotten a lot better in doing now is providing a space for like the girls that want to do mm -hmm. that particular thing, mm -hmm. you know, because I think. That sometimes, like uh, a more like a wholesome female streamer can get dinged pretty quick because they're like lumped in with like all the other girl streamers yeah. that are doing like mm -hmm. a bunch of weird shit. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the uh, the the hot tub <laughs> yeah, streams, which is fucking wildness. <laughs> um, hence why it's its own section on Twitch now, which is crazy. Is it really? Um, it is. Oh yes, my so gosh, that's there insane. Is literally, <laughs> Warzone, Apex. Just chatty, and then hot tubs and etc. You no know what I mean? No way! I've actually never. I like don't even look at the categories like on Twitch. I just like stream. I've never noticed that. Interesting space. Interesting yeah. space. Um, but anyways, um, it's really cool to see you kind of get into this new foray of video games and streaming. Hence, why we are streaming this episode right now. Because originally, in my head, I'm like, okay, like we're gonna do this little audio episode. You know. Uh, first episode back and he <laughs> immediately goes hey we're gonna stream this shit I'm like oh god i said cut the gotta tape. whip out cut the tape gotta whip we're out. fucking streaming <laughs> gotta whip out all the the twitch overlays and get back to it but no this was a lot of fun when we had first initially had jumped into twitch and i think you know going forward this is something that we want to continue doing but on that note, we had a, we have to continue doing these fucking episodes, <laughs> which I'm so excited to be back and talk about kind of what's been going on in both of our lives and somehow, in some way, shape, or form, 
take one idea and mix it with streetwear and create this like amazing explosion of of conversation. So the first question I asked you, let's get into this, okay? Mm -hmm. The first question that I asked you before or right after I said you want to be on an episode was what's going on with you, Mm -hmm. right? Like what is going on in your life? What's going on in your head? Things of that nature. And you had mentioned that one of the biggest things right now is, you know, this like new version of quarantine 2.0 <laughs> is kind of hitting us pretty hard and it, and it has been right and one of the cool things that you mentioned was like that quarantine 2.0 even though like we spend a lot of time in inside our apartments or homes what, what have you it really gets your mind wondering about where you want to go next like when that next opportunity arises to go travel or even if you you want to get out of town for like a weekend like where where have you been telling me that you've been kind of finding your like little escape my escape is just honestly being anywhere outside like um going on a hike going backpacking like me and larry like to go backpacking a lot and we'll bring nova along with us um camping um that's why i've like changed the setup and i've tried to add like greenery to my room i've tried to like there's break. not a single plant in your in frame right now <laughs> oh you can't see i can see my flower i can see my real plant oh you have a plant yeah it's kind of just oh, dark okay. so you can't really see it but i've All tried right. to like bring the outdoor indoor and like i've nice. been like researching this is also why i haven't streamed in a while because like i said i told you before right i'm like trying to change like my setup yeah. And so I've been researching this like interior like design. Um, it's called like Japandi, and it's like a combination of like Japanese what? and Scandinavian design. Japandi. Japandi. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Japandi, right. and it's like right. bringing um, like Scandinavian and Japanese like interior design together. And so like one of the things is this is why I'm on the ground now is because in Japandi style and just in like Japanese style in general, it's like you know when you pray you're usually on the floor. Um, right. When you like drink your tea in like Japan, you're usually on the floor. Um, when you eat or just hang out with like family and friends, like in like I guess your like living space, you're usually on the floor like in japan you sit on like a tatami mat you have like a lower table and like that's all because um you want to feel they they it makes you feel more grounded to the earth and so like that's what Uh i'm trying to do and it's i think it's helping with like my de-stressing from like work is like me when i come into this room and i'm like ready to stream and like play video with my friends i can like sit on the ground and I feel like closer to earth Mm. and I just feel like I'm more grounded coming back from like a stressful day from work. So that's, (laughs) that's kind of a lot, but, uh, that's, that's kind of the vibe I'm going for in here. This is like, that is a, that is a, a, such an awesome perspective (laughs) to have, especially thinking about like, again, like, as you said, coming home from work and finding like, your space or your zone i think that that's like that's huge for a lot of us that whether they have to work from home or have to go to a nine to five that's that's in some crazy ass environment in which it is today like japandi sounds (laughs) so fucking dope so this this is how i imagine it when you said it i i I, the first thing i thought of was like okay i'm gonna put a bonsai tree on an ikea (laughs) shelf and that's fucking japandi that's the first thing that comes to mind oh no way yeah i'm thinking more that's too literal that's That's too too literal literal. yeah i'm thinking more deeper like i'm being grounded to the earth and just like 
looking and buying things like for I've I, maybe I'm just becoming more of an adult, but I've been buying like more like interior and like decorative pieces rather than like clothing right now. But um, like buying pieces or looking for pieces that are like they're not perfect because like nothing's perfect. Like I I remember watching this video and this guy was like tree uh the roots of trees like they don't grow in certain direction they're not perfect like the rivers they don't flow in one direction right. so like nothing's perfect and like that's what a lot of like japandi or japanese people kind of admire about like the world and the earth and just like being grounded is like the pieces that they usually have in their place like nothing is perfect you are not perfect what? we're all not perfect i'm not definitely not perfect <laughs> where where does the where does that interest stem from you know like in terms of japanese scandinavian like design or aesthetic like where does that originate from for you for me uh well only because i'm a quarter japanese like growing up my grandma would like send us like care packages from japan and they would just be filled with like like anime vhr tapes and like the freshest like salmon eggs that she would like freeze like and have to like freeze ship from japan yeah it was like the coolest like thing i would love getting it from my grandma and but i could never understand what she was saying because she only spoke japanese um mm. i unfortunately don't know japanese i wish i did and one day i will learn um but i just couldn't understand anything my grandma ever said because she only spoke japanese so like Thinking about it now, I'm like, I wish I could have been able to talk to my grandma more. I wish I could have been able to understand her. And so kind of like bringing, I don't know, that Japanese style makes me feel like I'm closer to my family than I was before. Even when I'm like, I'm not living at home with my parents anymore. Right. Like I don't live with my brother anymore. So like, I don't know, kind of keeping family close, but also being far. That's sick. And then kind of and and doing that through like the items that you decide to surround yourself mm-hmm. with, you know, and creating your space. It feels like home, which is like mm-hmm. I feel like that's what a lot of us are doing nowadays. You know, when I talk to people who like I like even for myself, just found a new apartment and creating that space that feels like your own little zone, mm-hmm. you know, like my girlfriend has really been educating me in terms of like First off, how to have a house plant and keep it alive. Like, shout out to her. And and also just like one of the, the like awesome things that she tells me is like as we're like putting together this like little studio or office that you can see behind me, it's completely different than where I was, mm-hmm. you know, a, a year and a half ago. But she basically says like if it doesn't feel right, if the vibe is not right, then like you can't do mm-hmm. or like you can't create and I'm more and more now am I like starting to like understand like what that is and what that means and I think it's really awesome the way that you break it down of just like you know creating something that feels wholesome and feels like home like makes you feel comfortable to sit in front of a computer for eight hours exactly. and untouched <laughs> you know what I mean like because in any other environment if you're in like some dingy dirty library I highly doubt that any of us can like sit there for eight hours and enjoy ourselves you know well you so also work from awesome. home now too Ryan so like you yeah. your space you you need to feel good about it <laughs> Yeah, of course. And then, like, even building off of that, like, Japanese and Scandinavian, um, I was going to say Scandinavian design, <laughs> but that's actually a thing. <laughs> so, so how does, how has that affected, like, th- those two aesthetics? How have they affected, I guess, like, even, like, your er- early on your interest in, like, 
clothing, you know, like, cause I remember the, one of the first pictures I saw of you when we were working, you had a pair of VizFim <laughs> FBTs on and I was like, who are you? Because I would say like, I, I don't even know if a major if, if anyone is watching and you happen to know what that sneaker is or even the brand, then kudos to you. But for a lot of people that have, that were never on like Hypebeast forums or didn't follow like Japanese uh, streetwear magazines, probably wouldn't know what that sneaker is. And when you talk about Japandi and your, um, your, your love for learning more about your Japanese roots, it's like, what mm -hmm. what what was the first foray into that, you know? For Ooh. you to buy a pair of Visfam FBTs. I've wild. <laughs> I can't believe I still have them too. I literally still have them, but I, I wanna keep Good. them as <laughs> I wanna keep them Good. as like safe and precious as possible. Those are my all time favorite sneakers. Um I was saving up so much money <laughs> for them. <laughs> I was saving up all of my like extra money that I like didn't need and I was just like this is just for these shoes I've always wanted them for like the longest time I think like the very first people I ever saw them wear them was like Connie West and, and um Kate Cuddy like wore them yep. I believe like you know back when it was like uh before Virgil Abloh rest in peace was like off-white he was like Pyrex yeah. and whatever like they were wearing Vismums and I was like these are like the freaking coolest shoes ever and I remember looking them up and it was like a Japanese designer made in Japan sourced in Japan and I was like I already feel like related to this and I was like I right. need these because it just makes me feel like it it is a part of me and like my culture <laughs> So then it just became like such a more than like just a sneaker for me, I guess. <laughs> Bruh, those things are like almost a, a thousand dollars. Like they better be more than a sneaker. You better like use the laces for like, I don't know, like Wipe weaving baskets or something. Yeah, like those things are so fucking dope. And I've, I, I've always wanted a pair and even like on the aftermarket because they don't like all the older pairs, way better quality, you know, everything mm. like that. Harder to find, et cetera. But my question is in, in terms of that is like, is that is Visfim like the first entry in, for you in terms of like learning more about, you know, Japanese like streetwear, Japanese fashion, Japanese brands? Or was it like, does it even go back even further? Goes back even further than that. Um, that's the first Japanese. Oh, well, I think that I've purchased on my own. I think that's the first big Japanese like brand designer that I owned that I purchased for myself. Like uh, back in, I think I was like a freshman. It was like freshman uh, summer going into sophomore year. My parents took me and my brother to Japan because we wanted to go visit wow. my aunt and my cousins over there. And it was the first time I ever saw them in person. So when I was in Japan for the first time, this back in like 2000, I don't even know, 10, 2009, I was like, this is culture is so cool. Like, it's so different. Everybody looks so different. Everybody dresses yep. so different. Everybody, it's like so clean over here. It's yeah, like, it doesn't smell like human feces. <laughs> like, I just fell in love with everything about it. And I was like, okay, I, I, that that was probably when I was like, okay, I, 
at that time, I was like, I want to move to Japan. I'm going to move to Japan one day. I'm going to live here. I'm going to learn Japanese. Like, and my style, I wanted to, I want to look like these people. I want to look like I'm from Japan. <laughs> so I think that's where it all stemmed from. But then like coming back to America, I'm like, okay, that's not realistic. So what can I do to kind of like tie in like what, like still representing like what I like here in like America mm-hmm. and like kind of maybe like. I can wear a pair of shoes that are, like, from a Japanese designer. Or I can, like, wear a hoodie that's, like, a Japanese designer. But, like, I can still wear, like, Levi's with it. Or, like, you know, Converse or something. Have you always done that? Like, try to incorporate, like, um, like a piece or, like, an article of clothing that, like, is, like, that perfect hybrid of, like, the mix in, like, your ethnicity or, or like that touches on like your race is has that always been something you've been trying that you've tried to do now that you bring it up I think so like I think I've always like there's always like a piece of me well actually for the past few years since my mom had like so when I was a baby I had this like Buddha necklace I had these two Buddha necklaces when I was a baby and my mom a few years back was like hey do you want to start wearing this again like you had it when you were little and a few years back, I put it on and I've never taken it off since. And now I feel like it's a part of like my identity. Like, I feel like I can't not wear it. I have to wear it with everything, no matter if it matches with what I'm wearing for the day or if it right. doesn't. Like, I, I've never taken these off in like the past few years. So like, they've just like, they've become part of my identity. So it's like, and it also looks like, you know, some people are like, oh my God, it's so cute. Like your gold necklaces, like it's like an accessory for you. So I guess at the same time, it just works out. <laughs> I mean, for me, what I got, I got my my uh, my gold dice. See, that I, t- I have not taken off in maybe like eight months. See, so th- this is now a part of me as well. So I know exactly, exactly. what you're saying. But you bring up a g- really great point, and I want to touch on that because I think that that's what the premise of today's episode is really about: is like creating that connection or bond with clothing, with who you are, who you were. And, and now who you are, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or not even who you were, more so like what you experienced in your in your younger self, in your younger life. And now in the situation that we're in now, whether it's quarantine or traveling the world or what have you, like how your style has progressed and what clothing means to you at this moment in time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I remember um, in our in our text conversation, you had mentioned like the idea of like bringing outside in, but also like wanting to just wanting to have this urge to like travel and just be out you know what i mean so like how how is that mindset now especially in like in the traveling that you have done since you it seems like you've gone to yosemite and like you guys are like backpacking and like (laughs) literally living in in the woods like (laughs) like every weekend like what is that like a newfound like um like passion or hobby and how does that affect like the 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 article of clothing that you like are into nowadays oh my gosh it totally affects it so I've gotten into backpacking with so I first started with my dad me and my dad went backpacking in Yosemite one year um and that was the only time I ever went and then when I met Larry he likes camping and backpacking so then we were like why don't we just go together and we could bring Nova which is perfect because right. she's like you know she's German Shepherd she likes to be outside anyways so then we just started going all the time and we would always find like really cool spots um to backpack and camp at and then obviously like you have to your clothing choices matter a lot when you're backpacking and camping because when you're backpacking 
you don't always have access to maybe like a shower and like, you know, water or the bathroom. Like you literally have to dig a hole, poop in it, and then cover it back up with a shovel. So <laughs> your clothing choices really matter. And then as I started getting like more into like the technical part of apparel for backpacking, like specifically, like, um, you know, you're looking for pants that are like, will keep you warmer. You're looking for shirts that will be like really thermal to you and like will be breathable enough where like sweat doesn't stay trapped in so you won't get cold, but like breathable enough to where it just can escape, but you're also warm enough to like, I don't know. So then you start getting like really, really, really technical um, with the clothing. And then after just looking at all of that, I'm like, I like this style. It's also comfortable and I like this style. So then I like looked on like Instagram and that's when I like sent you like through our text messages I sent you like all of those like really cool like Instagram pages. I followed like a bunch of really cool Instagram pages that are like outdoorsy but like practical and fashionable like clothing pieces. Um Do you remember so the handles? Kind of just got into. Do you remember those handles? The, yeah, I do. Yeah. What were they? Um, so I remember. I remember you sent it to uh, sent it to <laughs> I, me. So I want to. I want to make did. sure. Let me see if I can. Uh, let me just go back in our text message threads because that was only some of them. I should have looked more up today. I know I follow more, but um. Oh okay, I, like, I found it. Hiking Patrol. Um, that one I love. So Hiking Patrol specifically is like I think it's like um a, a group of guys or maybe one guy or something but they're like really community based they like um they take pictures of each other or they take pictures of themselves Whoa. i don't really know how it this works the first yeah but they're yeah exactly it's that's like sick. that's that page i also i need to follow that page too it's like um but they're really like community based where like they kind of just the pictures are really cool like and they show off like really practical and technical like apparel for like outdoors and it's like not even they don't it seems like they don't just wear it because it's fashion right. but also because like they actually do go outside and they do wear this because they're backpacking or camping well i i love the one thing <laughs> i love about technical apparel is its utility obviously right like mm -hmm. i think about the days of like selvage denim <laughs> right and, oh my and knowing that you could own that it really only has one fucking use which is like <laughs> probably the club or wherever the hell you're like dressing up right i i love this idea of like util like not utilitarian utilitarian wear <laughs> but just clothing that has multiple uses i used to i used to use mm -hmm. this phrase all the time because people would get on me for wearing like like camo cargo pants which i still wear today or like just big cargo pants and they'd be mm -hmm. like, like, why are you wearing like those army fatigues? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm just like, well, for mm -hmm. one, it has a, a shit ton of pockets, right? <laughs> yes. And straps are really important when it comes to like the length of your pants or like how you want to wear them. You can wear them like mm -hmm. three different ways. Three, and this is at the time when I had the ones that uh, have the zippers at the knees so you can turn them into oh shorts, which gosh. is like an actual trend now. You know what I mean? It is. And that's what I'm saying. And four, if you got to run away from the cops or someone, <laughs> you got like the best pants for it. It's so roomy. It's baggy. Like you can make shit happen. So that's what I mean. Like when you talk about like uh, like outdoor, out the great outdoors outerwear right or clothing mm -hmm. what are some of your favorite brands at the moment Ooh, i guess arcteryx being one of them it's one of my favorites they're really well. comfortable they're a little bit more expensive but they're really comfortable um 
what is that that other one like uh what's the one with the guy the the figure oh gramichi is that the one you're talking about gramichi which is actually so funny that you bring that up because so my parents are actually in thailand right now um i know i wish i was there but they're in thailand right now um at their condo because they do this all the time now they just leave me and go to thailand (laughs) um and it's funny my dad facetimed me the other day and he is wearing a Kermichi shirt what? he bought in Thailand at like a skateboard shop. And he wanted to show me because he thought he was so cool. And I was like, Dad, do you know that brand? He just bought it. <laughs> he just bought it because he thought it was cool. Dad wear. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> it's fucking outdoorsy dad wear. Like that shit is awesome. <laughs> I was like, Dad, do you know that brand? And he was like, no. He's like, I just thought the guy was cool. See? And I was like, Dad, that's Grimichi. I was like, that's a... I was like, can you get me a shirt while you're there? <laughs> Actually, give me the one off your back. Like, just <laughs> let me fucking have that. I was like, please look for another one for me. I would like one. Thank you. <laughs> I, I love but, um, I love that, yeah. though. That, just the idea of... Like, you would, you would think that at this point in time, for all of the, the years that we've been into, like, streetwear and clothing, the idea of, like, rediscovery. Like... Mm-hmm. I never thought, like, I thought that my threshold stopped at, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, wh- whatever the, the the more recent trendy brand was. But, like, I always thought, like, Supreme was the pinnacle. I was yeah. like, okay, if Supreme would, anytime Supreme did a collaboration with a brand that I didn't know, that would be my new, like, interest brand. But, mm-hmm. like, seeing, and I, I want to put a hard pause on Arcteryx because I want to talk about Arcteryx. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Shout out to uh, <laughs> to the homie Nicole McLaughlin, uh, the the, hey. the big Arcteryx family over there. But I want to talk <laughs> about Arcteryx with you real quick because it's very polarizing nowadays. Mm-hmm. The amount of streetwear memes that are out in the world around Arcteryx <laughs> are so funny, and I love it. I love reading them and, and seeing them. But what are your what are your thoughts on the brand and its kind of like um, its movement up to like being probably one of the like top i don't even want to call it streetwear right now but it's damn near turning into like one of just the the top brands um in like fashion and culture right now i love what they're doing i love like i one i love the logo that they've made and that they have like i just think like the font is cool um they picked like the perfect type of like boldness and like characters to use and like i guess like the it's also like the symbol that they it's like use. a bird pterodactyl um, the like bird that. pterodactyl yeah bones i just think it's really cool um and just everything that they make is also just really practical like yes it is more expensive but at this point in time like i feel like i can pay for quality over quantity like i right yeah. now feel like i would rather have quality over quantity and so them being one of the brands that i would totally invest in because i know it's going to last me like years from now and maybe i'll even pass it down to my kids if i still have it like who knows and you could wear it to to all your outdoor endeavors you know what i mean like that's the Mm -hmm. one thing that i think about with like any like high i mean obviously gore-tex and like any sort of outdoor Mm -hmm. outdoor wear is expensive as shit for for the right reasons but thinking Mm -hmm. about it it's multiple uses like gives me more of a reason to purchase it going back to the Mm -hmm. selvage denim conversation like there's only two uses it's to either flex on instagram or to flex in the club (laughs) like there's really no more than that But then let me ask this question, because this has always been like an interest of mine, which is like um, my favorite stores to go to when I would go to the outlets would be the North Face, be like Columbia. Mm -hmm. It'd be like um, Mm -hmm. Eddie Bauer, like all of these like outdoor um, kind of like um, they were all kind of the same for the most part, like in terms of Mm -hmm. like outdoor rain gear, et cetera. 
what set what really separates a brand like Arcteryx from the rest of these? Like realistically, what really separates it? Because the uses and all the yeah. technology is on par with Damn each other. Yeah. <laughs> but it, do you think it's really just the name? Or who's it wearing it? It could be the name. It could be who's wearing it. It could be like, yeah, their marketing and just how they, yeah, how they market themselves. Um, it's, it, yeah, probably. Honestly, nowadays, like, because of Instagram, like, I don't know if you've noticed, but like, they, I don't even go on Instagram anymore because the Instagram feed is literally all like sponsors. It's yeah. like sponsors and like advertisements. And it's like not even people that I follow anymore. It's just like, do you want to buy this? Because you looked at it before. And like, I don't know, maybe their marketing is just really, really good. Um, to some people, it's probably still considered streetwear to them because they don't really like, I don't know, maybe they just look at it because like, so-and-so wore it so yeah. they want to wear it but like we look at it from like a bigger perspective like you know that it's like an outdoor brand and like i can actually wear this when i go backpacking and it's going to keep my head warm like <laughs> but the argument for that from from what i would hear from some people uh especially the like the more like price cost efficient folks when it comes to like uh finding efficiencies and like clothing or streetwear even the people that would like thrift Right. It's like, mm -hmm. OK, you go outdoors or, you know, you go on trips and, you know, uh, need to stay warm. What is the difference between like a beanie from Arcteryx and, you know, this like three or four dollar beanie that you can get at your local like hardware store? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I think about I, I do think about that a lot because there's Ooh. a there's a there's a fine line between like workwear and like fashionable mm -hmm. workwear. We see a lot of people, they take reconstructed dickies and they sell them for mm -hmm. 80 times the price. And they always say like it has more utility or it's like better yeah. materials. But at the end of the day, the, the dickies 874 is still going to be one of the strongest pants to date. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> or the Levi's 501 is still going to be one of the strongest pants to date. So what, what, what do you think from your perspective of purchasing something like Arcteryx or even like I want to use the North Face as like a prime example? But like, so you know. I own both, I guess you could say. Like, uh, I have some North Face stuff. I have some Arcteryx stuff. Um, quality is actually still good on both of them. If I'm so like, let's say we'll use the example of like the four dollar beanie yeah. from like a thrift store versus like maybe this beanie that I'm wearing right now that costs like forty dollars. <laughs> um, <laughs> I. I have both. Like, I've bought a beanie from, like, Forever 21, you know, and obviously, like, it's because I bought it because it's cute. I, I know it's not going to, like, keep me warm right. if I go snowboarding or if I go backpacking in the snow. I know it's not something I'd reach for first. I'd reach for this first. And that's because now that I'm wearing it on my head, like, I'm actually getting hot and that's why I'm sweating. <laughs> like, I probably shouldn't be wearing this inside. Like, I'm fucking hot right Don't now. wear your Arcteryx but... <laughs> indoors. Learning from me. Don't wear your Arcteryx indoors. <laughs> Um, that's the title yeah, of today's like episode there, there's quality and there's quantity so i'm with that and and i'm yeah. I, i'm i'm right in the, uh right up the alley as well in terms of uh backing certain outdoor brands for certain activities like like i i know which brands work well in the snow because you know it takes being in the snow for years oh. like your whole life damn near to know that you know like mm -hmm. this brand wasn't as water repellent as this brand that i just tried out this type of wool or or cotton poly blend isn't as fire <laughs> as this cotton poly blend you know what i mean and it's it's yeah. wild because 
um, it takes the experience of being outdoors and understanding um, different climates mm-hmm. and weathers to know like what types of clothing work best. And I'm not going to be the one like anyone's mom to tell you to wear your gloves when you go into the snow. Like, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like for for those of uh, of, of our listeners that are interested in, in any type of like outdoorsy. Or what would you, what would you categorize this as? Because this 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 word always gets thrown around on grailed <laughs> for like what this type of like outdoor phenomenon clothing is. But how would you describe like these brands or like this aesthetic that people are like somewhat picking up to feel like they like live in Alaska? You know, what I, I mean? know it's that's a good question. Like I don't. I can't think of a word, like a single word that would describe this type of like outdoorsy, like aesthetic. It's, I don't, that's tough. That's really tough. So why do they use the the term core within like, like different, like, um, like descriptions for, for scenes, you know, like, um, um, it's like something core or something go like, I don't know what it is, but the, the, the term core always seems to pop up. So this has to be something around like the great outdoors. Fucking... Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Maybe like the core of I don't know the the roots, like using maybe like more outdoorsy terms. Core of the earth, the root. The core of the, root, of the earth. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find a, a term to describe like this this aesthetic. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm a big fan of it. It's one of my favorite. Um, Arcteris is definitely one of my favorite brands of the moment. Um, mm-hmm. We have one in San Francisco, which I sometimes I'm I have to remind myself that San Francisco has like a million different flagship stores and really of like do. some of the the best brands. And I went into the Arcteris store the other day, and though they didn't have much, they don't really do like um, like fast fashion. Like they'll probably have like mm-hmm. one or two graphic T-shirts, which usually sell out because they don't do them mm-hmm. often. They don't really make hats that are like the types of style hats that your favorite streetwear mm-hmm. company is going to make. They make it for a reason, for a purpose. Yes. Like <laughs> you should be able to wear this hat that they make in the fucking storm or on your like winter yeah. hike. You know what I mean? It's not to wear into the club. But granted, if you live in New York, you could wear them in both. You could wear them outside. You could wear them in the club. You could do whatever. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm so into um, into these brands and I'm trying to think about like what's the future of this style of wear like what what brands like what are you going to see from like I always use like a Stussy as an example or mm-hmm. maybe like a Supreme like what do you, what do you think is going to be like the next sort of reiteration of like this outdoors outdoors men woman out <laughs> wear you know what I, you know what I mean the great outdoor wear you know <laughs> the great outdoor cuz Supreme wear. has been collaborating with Timbaland for years you know what i mean mm-hmm. they collaborate with north face for for years but where do you see this going um i hope they collab that would be cool with like more collaborations um maybe even like what if we have a north face and arcteric collab and maybe they like make a big 700 puffer jacket that just looks and like a lot cool i don't know do you think the That'd two of them cool would collab <laughs> Aren't they competitors? (laughs) I but like fuck the competitor shit at this point. It's just like, can't we all get along? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. It it would be uh the North Face X Arteryx versus the Wind. Like the Wind is like the (laughs) Wind is the enemy. The snow is the the enemy. The snow is the enemy. Oh my god. (laughs) 
Honestly, I would love that. That would be really cool, though. Like, I'd, I'd be down for it. I would be down for that, too. But, yeah, I, I, I mean, I can see this going in a couple different directions. But I think that one of the coolest ones right now is seeing, like, your major streetwear brands start to create more fashionable yet mm-hmm. functionable clothing, mm-hmm. right? Like, sometimes or lately uh, I've been seeing um, – Stussy create like more Gore-Tex items. They mm-hmm. they do that very rarely, but seeing that is really dope. Um, seeing a lot of like brands like more like um, fast fast fashion streetwear brands like the Hundreds or Supreme. They do a lot of uh, clothing with like DWR repellent, which is like mm-hmm. super fucking fire. Like things that actually have use. If you want to like style things in the snow and or style things, I think like even water sports, like seeing brands kind of delve into that world a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. We rarely see like these, um, I want to, I want to say like wetsuits or anything that you, you can kind of wear um, like in the water. You, I, I don't ever really ever see brands outside <laughs> of like, shit, I couldn't even name one, maybe like a Hurley or something or like a Billabong. I say, like, like Billabong. But, <laughs> but like even those brands, they're like, they're not you know, known to be like the coolest or the most hip. Yeah. So if Arcteryx can get people to want to start taking hikes, then there has to be a <laughs> brand that gets people to jump into the water. And yeah. either way, I'm down with that. Yeah, I am too. And it's funny because like during the summer, like um, I'll switch up, like I'll switch up like the brands that I wear, I guess, depending on like the environment that I'm in. So like in the summer, it's obviously warmer and you get the water right. and you know, you get the whole vibe. I'll actually like shop online for like Billabong and like Roxy and it'll bring me back to like my childhood of when I used to wear it. But then I'm also like, I could totally wear this now and make it cool and make it for look sure. fashionable. And people will ask me like, oh, where'd you get that from? And I'm like, it's literally Billabong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's like throwing it back to like 2005 or something, but it's like, yeah, I bet you didn't know that. And now you do. And now you probably want to buy Billabong, but you know. But do you remember like back in the day, like when, when a lot of these brands were conceived is like they were the coolest brands. Mm-hmm. Like they, it was before like your favorite like skate company existed, like the Billabongs, the Hurleys, like even the, the, the Stussies back then were like the coolest mm-hmm. and they originated as surfwear and maybe surfing and like water sports is a whole nother conversation we get into when we get closer to like the summertime but in terms of like the winter if brands like Arcteryx the North Face Columbia or anything that's kind of up and coming uh how do you how do you pronounce that one that starts with the G Gramichi Gramichi I think it's pronounced as Gramichi it's what it looks like if Gramichi wear gets you to go outside and take a hike then hey more power to you because I love that's my shit that's your shit and uh, yeah, we hope that that's uh, everyone else's shit kind of going forward. Because again, mm-hmm. like this cabin fever sucks and any mm-hmm. chance that you get to go outside and take a hike, which is something that I've been trying to do more often with my dog and, and my girlfriend is just like go places, especially in San Francisco. The weather is mm-hmm. extremely frigid sometimes, extremely hot. But uh, yeah, getting outside and doing stuff, which I think is like the silver lining to this wonderful episode, um, go. <laughs> you know like seriously <laughs> just, just fucking go like just fucking get yourself go. an arcteryx beanie and just go outside just, just go. go outside with no shirt and an arcteryx beanie and you'll feel completely different i'm telling you right now <laughs> you'll feel like a whole new person you'll be like my head is warm as hell right now and that's why i bought this 40 dollar beanie <laughs> oh my god <laughs> stop saying it's 40 dollars because you make me feel bad for ever purchasing one at this point 
<laughs> but now I'm hot as shit in it. Like this shit I know is real. That's how you know it works. That's work. how you know it works. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm about to this freaking hot in here, right? Oh man, that, this is such a great episode for our first one back. Um, I do want to say any actually any last words, P. Any um, any final words for the people that are watching or gonna be listening to this this episode? Uh, don't let the Omarion get you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, stay safe. And uh, if you want to go on a hike, just let me know. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to P for being our guest on this week's episode. Be sure to follow us at No Chance Radio on Instagram and Twitter. And if you got a question or topic you'd like for us to chat about, shoot us a message. We always love for our listeners to become part of the convo. If you enjoyed this week's episode, be sure to subscribe and catch us everywhere podcasts are born. Remember, talk is cheap, so listen to No Chance. We'll catch you next week. Peace.